0: As a matter of fact, it was. The third commercial, it's still
1: on, please. Take off the third channel, the third channel. Stop it! Stop it! Stop it! Stop it! Stop it! Well, how can a man do this,
0: Still Stop me. It isn't a man. What is he? Evil. What happened to the sister? She died, right?
1: No, she faked her death. Hoping and praying every year that her brother won't find him do you know that i pray
0: every night that he would escape what the hell do you do that for so i can kill him
1: no i was just watching this video the other day like a vsauce video about like names Mm -hmm. like names matching faces and all that and it got me thinking of like halloween like michael myers is like okay. I don't know it just rolls off the tongue it feels nice to say it matches but like could you imagine do you think Halloween would have been successful if John Carpenter like named him like Hubert or something <laughs> you know like Dylan <laughs> what's your name I mean, is it's Hubert Myers
0: with the, like, the, as scary as Halloween is I feel like it would have transcended even a bad name like that yeah
1: i don't know <laughs> they, well they probably just would have called him something else like the boogie yeah ring. he would have just gone by that yeah but i was just thinking of like loomis
0: you know just yelling
1: <laughs> i i studied this boy for 17 years <laughs> <laughs> connor myers is pure evil <laughs> connor yeah <Myers.
0: laughs> just just names that don't
1: fit Michael Myers, like his his aesthetic. Yeah,
0: yeah. I've always thought that as a kid. What, like even um, Jason and Freddy? Yeah. Where I'm like, those don't sound like scary names. Why would I be scared of them? And then I saw mm-hmm. what they look like, and I was like, oh, okay, never mind. I understand. Okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I guess maybe yeah. If he was originally named something a bit more wacky, it, um, yeah, maybe would would just roll with it. But I I wouldn't be scared of a Hubert. No, probably not me either. I would I'll bully be honest. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's the lore they could make it. So his name was originally oh, Hubert. Yeah, but his sister bullied. always
1: bullied him. Yeah. Mom and dad made, named you Hubert. That's stupid. <laughs> 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 one name, Michael. Smith. <laughs> that name sounds like a sissy name. <laughs> Huey Myers was bullied since birth for <laughs> oh, his name.
0: Huey Myers? <laughs> yeah, because now they sometimes they condense it to Mike. Yeah. Huey.
1: <laughs> My Huey question Myers. was
0: uh, you know what I've always wondered about Mike Myers, Michael Myers' yeah. name, too. Is what does Mike Myers think about being named after yeah. the, a famous serial killer? Like, I wonder if he's ever said anything publicly about that.
1: Oh, and they, like, joke about Well, in, um, uh, What's that movie? Uh, Baby Driver, they make that joke. Oh, do where they? Where they had to get the Mike, Mike Myers masks, and one guy got like an actual Mike Myers mask. Oh, like the actor. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, no, we're talking about the movie Halloween. You know? So I'm yeah. sure... Oh, I'm sure he gets that joke made all the time
0: oh yeah I, I he's had a lot of crappy movies over the years it would surprise me if he didn't mind that for some kind of terrible
1: joke in so, one of those after halloween ends give it five years they'll do another reboot of the franchise <laughs> oh. and they're gonna cast
0: mike, mike myers. myers to play
1: michael myers oh no make it a comedy yeah a horror comedy i'm surprised that's already not some like shitty snl bit or they make fun of Michael Myers. Yeah, and they get Mike Myers to do it.
0: Yeah, but that's that's a good point actually. Why is like it seems like Jason is always the one that gets like in parody
1: stuff like that? Why is yeah. that? Uh because I think he's the least self-serious. That yeah, like, that makes sense. Like Michael is self-serious, so I think making Michael funny is funny. Mhm. But uh and then Freddie, he's already like a jokester right but but jason is kind of that middle ground Mm -hmm. where like he's in goofy movies but he himself isn't (laughs) (laughs) i see so it's easier to make something funny about him yeah well one thing i've come to realize and in this watching you know um all these movies is that michael myers is a little goofball you know he's like a mischievous <laughs> little guy yeah he definitely has a sense of humor yeah he's like always pulling little pranks right. pretending like dressing up like other people and like for no <laughs> reason like he could just kill them you know oh yeah yeah like he could just leave their body there but he's like oh you know what if I hang him and put a little pumpkin on his head mm-hmm. that'd be funny you know like he's he's a whimsical guy yeah one of the kills in Halloween kills
0: or I guess it was a duo of kills but one mm-hmm. of the ways he sets them up after they're dead was yeah. like, "Wow, Michael, something's going on there." I, he thinks that's funny. <laughs>
1: yeah, I'm just, I'm just imagining like Michael. He doesn't talk, but in his head, there's just a monotone "ha ha ha." Funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No,
0: it's it's he definitely has a sense of humor. That's what's always made him unique because it's never like. Uh, I don't know. Like, really brought attention to it. It's yeah. always seemed like you can like imagine what he's thinking, even though he doesn't say anything. That's kind of what the right the power of the of a silent character like him is. That's, is that like you can really mm-hmm. imprint your own thoughts onto him? That's the um, power of the head tilt. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah.
1: No, I know that is like a theory that people say. Um like because the mask is white you can like see yourself in it more because it's blank so oh, it adds like yeah. an, un, like a kind of like an uncanny characteristic to him yeah um but you know that was definitely not thought of when they picked out the mask <laughs> oh no ba- based on
0: what john carpenter said he literally just was like hey you go get a uh, halloween mask from the store and then we'll pick out one to do So they went and got a bunch of them. And one of them was like a clown one. And then they picked out Mm -hmm. a William Shatner mask. And apparently they just like cut the eyes open wider in it, painted it white, and then dyed the hair brown. And they're like, here you go, John. he's like, oh, wow, that's perfect.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you gave me a weird little guy.
0: Thanks. (laughs) That's awesome. Let's put it on him and get the scene going. We only have like six hours to shoot. (laughs) Yeah. Let's have this psychosexual serial killer
1: just... Murder these teenagers. <laughs>
0: no, it is. It's one of the most, um, I think, accidentally genius um, creative choices in the history of horror. Really? Yes.
1: I. You can say that about almost the entirety of Halloween.
0: Yeah. Honestly, the the original is such a um, a random occurrence of like artfulness that yeah. like even other Halloween movies have never been able to re- recreate.
1: That's. I think what John Carpenter is really great at, because John Carpenter, like, doesn't give a shit and then gives a lot of shit at the same time. Yeah. Where, like, he really cares about the art, he understands the medium, but he doesn't like all the pretentious crap. hmm So, I think when he does stuff, it's a maybe, I don't know, it's a bit more subconscious when he's doing the stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. When he comes up with those really good, like decisions that are like metaphorical or whatever but you know like in his mind he's like oh yeah this is scary cool like this looks nice yeah <laughs> and that that's what I love about John Carpenter
0: yeah he's like the ultimate Chad he really yeah.
1: is he's the movie he's like the film director Chad yeah now he just sits around and plays video games right apparently yeah he, <laughs> he plays Fallout 76 all day and smokes weed <laughs> that's the life that's the life yeah. right there <laughs> well let's get into our final episode of the previous halloweens before ends yeah Uh, i let out a big sigh of relief when i finished kills um not because the movie was over and i wanted to move on with my life but because like we did it we watched what like 12 movies in the span of like a month oh yeah it's crazy it it's just crazy and it definitely puts a lot in perspective of like the creative choices and the varying quality Mm -hmm. watching them all back to back there's so many i've seen all these movies um, most of them multiple times Mm -hmm. before us doing this marathon but seeing them back to back made me like realize like i guess point out a lot more flaws and inconsistencies Mm-hmm. And it really let, I know for me, and I'm pretty sure you agree, us like pinpoint what is so great about Halloween. Oh, yeah, yeah. And like all the ones, the good ones, that get, what gets it right? Mm-hmm. And then what they continue to get wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I mean, one of the things that I think
0: they continually got wrong somehow, which is like one of the most important aspects of Michael's character is his mask.
1: Yes, like somehow. for
0: years, to, like th- almost fucking three decades,
1: up until Rob Zombie.
0: Yeah, like uh, it's just it, it was crazy to me and baffling that it they're that incompetent. That's the most important part, right? And I think that's just mostly because um, Mustafa Kard was really—he was one of those guys that like he cared—he cared about the franchise, but only as much as it made him money. Yeah, um, so he every movie like we found when we watched behind the scenes everyone was always saying like oh yeah mustafa was like we gotta make it like the first one you know Mm -hmm. keep making it like the first one but then you don't give it a budget you hire a bunch of people who are like new or really don't know what they're doing or don't care yeah or yeah just straight up don't care because like wow this is a michael myers movie like who gives a shit (laughs) Mm -hmm. um and, uh, yeah, then the mask doesn't turn out correctly. Like, we've seen there's so many mistakes in these movies, especially 4, 5, and 6. Yeah. Um, so it was nice to finally get to the Rob Zombie ones and after someone else had taken the reins of the franchise and see someone actually try something different and creative and actually have, like, a good creative vision that just doesn't feel like someone just doing their job, mm-hmm. you know? Which yeah. I think... All the ones previous besides the original felt like that, even H20, yeah. which I don't think is bad. I just, it felt like mm-hmm. very workmanlike in the way it was shot yeah. and edited and you oh, know, yeah,
1: that whole thing. Yeah, they hired a guy to make a movie, right? Not a, yeah. Not a Halloween, <laughs> 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 yeah, exactly. Yeah,
0: but now i going so we talked about Rob Zombie, uh, that which the last Rob Zombie film was 2009, which was Rob Zombie's Halloween 2. Mm-hmm. which did very badly oh, yeah. critically and financially, and the fans hated it.
1: So they weren't ready a, for it.
0: No. It was a failure on all three fronts for them. Um, so, And that was still a Dimension film and Weinstein um, venture, which they did H20, Resurrection, and then Rob Zombie Halloween 1 and 2. Mm-hmm. So basically, they were immediately after they made it, they had already started getting a script ready for Rob Zombie's Halloween 3, but Rob didn't want to come back, understandably, because mm-hmm. it. He said it like the whole process of making those movies was so draining. He didn't even want to come yeah. back for two initially.
1: Yeah, and then he had to fight. He basically just said, "Let me do whatever I want." Oh yeah, yeah. Or you don't get a movie,
0: right? And like it was like I think one of the things they also said was like, you know, this movie's gonna happen with or without you. So mm-hmm. it's like you you come back and make sure your creative vision is upheld with this movie. Or we're moving on, and someone else is going to continue your story. I think that's what convinced Rob to come back and continue it because he didn't want someone else to be like meddling with his stuff. That would piss me off if I was like a creative like that. Oh yeah, especially with something like Halloween, um, where you know some hack is just going to come in after someone really creative has done something and like ruin it, which has happened time and time again with this franchise. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, basically they the Weinstein's dimension um did not weren't interested in making another one after halloween 2's failure so basically they just let the rights lapse so they yeah. went back to the rights holders and from what my research could find obviously the akads are one of the rights holders and i believe john carpenter is another one
1: yeah yeah because i saw on 2018 uh they were both producers yeah so from there when i went back to them
0: basically they were just like you know we've We've done so many Halloween movies and so many of them have been failures. Yeah. Like, let's take some time. Let's take a break. And let's, if we're going to do another one, let's rethink it and make it good. So, I guess years later, um, some of the right soldiers were tossing around the idea of basically ignoring every single movie besides the first one and making a sequel directly to the first one and basically cutting out all the fat. That's smart. So, yeah. So then they were like, okay, well, who is an, what's a modern production company that we could sell the rights to that, like, kind of is on the pulse of young people that is going to be able to get people in seats. And then I guess the first one that came to mind was Blumhouse. Mm-hmm. Um, so then they talked to Jason Blum, and Jason Blum was like, oh, yeah, of course I'm going to fucking take Halloween. Why yeah, wouldn't I literally. be stupid not to?
1: <laughs> yeah. That's like, eat free money.
0: Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's a recognizable name. People like it. Generally, people like Michael Myers. You it doesn't know? even
1: matter if you make a good movie. It's been like almost 10 years since the <laughs> yes, last one. People are going to yeah. eat that up. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, then Jason Blum
0: was like, all right, how do we do this? They want to do a movie where it's a sequel directly to the first one, the 1978 film. And then, I guess, at this around that same time, obviously, Get Out came out, which was all, another Blumhouse venture, mm-hmm. um, which was like a huge success for them critically and financially. Um, and I guess Jason Blum was like tossing around the idea of approaching comedy directors or what are, who are typically comedy directors like Jordan Peele. Mm, that makes sense. Um, or comedy people. He wasn't a comedy director, yeah. but um so because i guess and this is something an idea that i have been thinking about for a while because i've been thinking about making a video um on it actually but how similar comedy and horror are to each other kind of because like horror is a lot of suspense it's like build up build up and then there's a release Mm -hmm. and i think comedy is like extremely similar in that it's a joke right there's a build up build up but it's a different kind of release it's a comedic release like whenever yeah. a good joke is told there's something unexpected it's like a release of tension from the story that you're being told so I guess Jason Blum kind of saw that too and that's why he got Jordan Peele and that worked out so well so then I guess he was like okay what can I do for Halloween I want to do something like that so then he mm-hmm. approached David Gordon Green to direct he basically emailed him and was like hey, how, how do you feel about Halloween? Because I guess they had been talking for a while about something f- to work for him, like horror-wise. Mm-hmm. And so then I guess David Gordon and Green kind of thought about it for a while and he came up with an idea, which was basically um, what we got, which was, you know, Lori, she's dealing with trauma. It's 40 years later. It's a direct mm-hmm. sequel to the first film. We kind of remix elements that have been used in the past, but maybe execute them in a different way that could end up being more palatable for audiences right um so jason blum liked that like that pitch and then i guess david garner green and his friend danny mcbride who they've done a lot of stuff together like he i think they both wrote like pineapple express yeah that's what they're most known for yeah danny mcbride like did like eastbound and down so they're really like funny people people that are typically funny and you definitely
1: see that in both of these movies
0: Oh, yeah, 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 absolutely. And then, yeah, so then basically they brought their script um, to Jamie Lee Curtis. They basically just called her and were like, hey, would you do this Halloween movie? And, you know, bless Jamie because she she apparently just reads any idea that people have for her and decides whether or not to take it. Yeah. (laughs) But she said that like four pages into the script that she was like, oh, yeah, I'll do this for sure. That's nice. And once they had her on, then it was the whole thing was a go. So they went forward with that script, um, and then they also somehow got
1: John Carpenter on board because like, yeah, I guess I know he did the score and he like supervised a lot.
0: Yeah, and he he basically has uncredited writing credits on the 2018 yeah. film as well because David Gordon Green and Danny McBride, when they were writing it, were like constantly in contact um with him and Mm -hmm. one of the famous quotes that always makes me laugh (laughs) that david gordegreen says about working with john was like he helped him with all these scripts and like he thought their ideas were great but then john said as for how he gets the mask and jumpsuit back you guys are on your own (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome (laughs) yeah yeah but and then yeah another funny john carpenter story is how jason blum got john back to do these movies Mm -hmm. because I guess Jason Blum was like if we're going to do like uh, these franchises like we got to get the people involved that originally made them great or else we're not doing it and so then he talked to John and basically he said it was a 15 minute long meeting with him in person and basically they went through like 10 minutes of the meeting and John Carpenter like wasn't impressed with him he was like okay I don't give a shit And Uh and then Jason Blum changed his approach in those last few minutes where he's just like you know, John, this movie is going to happen with or without you. I'm sorry to say. So you can oh either God. grouchily sit at the sidelines and be mad that we're making it, or you can actually be involved and help us make it good. And then apparently in that meeting, John
1: agreed to do it after say, after he said that. Yeah, I mean, I'd I'd respect Jason Blum for that if I was John Carpenter. i'd be like at least you're you know at least you're honest
0: yeah no exactly yeah i think that's what it kind of took because i'm sure john has been like really bandied about with this franchise for all these years just because they've treated it's treated him so badly like yeah um i mean just with the whole akad situation and him not getting the money he felt like he deserved so Mm -hmm. yeah and then john agreed to come on as composer not director so um, and any help with the script as well. So basically that's kind of where we arrived when 2018 came out it was a huge success financially, definitely. And also critically. Um, yeah. and this was like a huge breath of relief from, I think the fan base and really the community at large with, from yeah, Michael I Myers. Remember
1: seeing it together and I was super stoked and I was just so happy. It was good. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, finally <laughs> a good Halloween movie.
0: I know, yeah. Because, uh, like, um, I don't know if I've ever really said this, but when uh, growing up, like, I I always watched movies that were, like, not really good, but, like, my family thought they were good, like, Adam Sandler movies. And I thought oh. that's what movies were. Like, yeah. stuff like that, like, bedtime stories. Like, I got out the theater, I was like, oh, wow, that was awesome. And then mm-hmm. when I got... Into high school and even like a little after college, I think Halloween was the first movie that I saw for the first time, the original, where I was like, "Wow, movies can be good in this way!" Like that's crazy to me. I never, yeah, like realized that before. So Halloween really was my first fascination, and I remember being so disappointed when I looked at the sequels because I just I really wanted to see what was next, and I saw like how terrible they were. I think I watched two almost immediately after watching the first one cuz I was just so enamored with it. And mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, that was okay, but <laughs> I feel yeah, like it's, it, it's a huge step down, right? So I've always wanted there to be another sequel that was like, you know, good actually. Good. Good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Something that um carried through that emotional resonance cuz I always loved Laurie as a character. Um and H20 treats her really well, but I feel like it. you could have had a bigger emotional arc with her in that film. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really feel like this 2018 film takes advantage of how relatable Laurie was and how much I think audiences and people who watched it really imprinted themselves on her, you know, like having her see her go through some, something so horrible where her 40 years of her life, she basically like made everyone hate her. And let's just let this one night like um, define her. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought that was an interesting way to approach this 2018 film. And yeah, I remember, I think we saw it in the theater together, didn't we? Yeah, we did. Okay, that's right, yeah. And I remember,
1: I think we all really liked it initially coming out of it,
0: from what I remember.
1: You know, I, I remember really liking it. Mm-hmm. I really hadn't watched it again since. Um, I know y- you've been like fanboying about it ever since. And you'd always like reference it. And I'm gonna be honest, watching it this time around after seeing all of them, mm-hmm. I don't like it as much. <laughs> I I still think it's good. Yeah, like it's a good movie, but I don't like it as much. Mm-hmm. I my biggest complaint about it is um. And this is just 2018. I'm not even counting kills right now. I'm I'm just talking our characters in 2018. Yeah. Uh, is I did not like Lori actually this time around as much. <laughs> I I know everything that you just said I'm about to just shit on. But uh, <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> but for me Lori in this one and I've said it before as I feel her character is a bit too like overbearing like to me, it's very one note. Yeah. Like, I think it's fine, right? I think it's an interesting idea. You know, she spent 40 years of her life preparing, um, basically for a threat that may not even happen. Mm -hmm. Um, because why would it? He's locked away, you know, and that has affected her daughter. It made her lose her kid. The, the different, several marriages she had, blah, Mm -hmm. blah, 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 blah. You know, the daughter's still traumatized. Um, but for me, I don't get that Lori gets any more deeper than that. It's very, like, one note. Mm -hmm. And almost all the characters just say how they're feeling. Where (laughs) they'll be like, Lori, I know Michael Myers attacked you when he killed those three teenagers Halloween 1978, but you gotta get over it. (laughs) And she's like, I know. Because Michael Myers attacked me and three other teenagers Halloween night 1978. That is why I'm like this way. You know? And it's just... (laughs) For me, I honestly, I mean, you know how I feel. I, perf- mm-hmm. I, I honestly, I obviously, um, Halloween, uh, Rob Zombie's Halloween, Lori is my favorite. I think that is such an amazing character. And I think it's one of the best depictions of trauma in horror in general. Yeah. yeah. Cause that on honestly, every, every slasher sequel does the trauma bit and that's yeah. fine. Mm-hmm. That's fine. And I don't think Halloween 2018 does it bad at all. Yeah. Um, but for me, it's just very one note. It's it's a bit too on the nose, mm-hmm. and at times it's almost like, I don't know, my unrealistic to a point. Where yeah. for me, I I much picture H twenty Laurie, you know, moving off, becoming a functional alcoholic, trying to cope with it, can't still has all these like uh other like manias, you know, and with H twenty, I felt there was a bit more because you had like the relationship with her son, like. Mm. He still loved her. He didn't understand it. She couldn't make him understand it. I think that to me is more interesting, the back and forth between that. Yeah. Than just I hate you, mom, you ruined my life. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and and for me with the 2018 one is her family, I don't give a shit about. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. I and that doesn't help. I know the movie and that and this is all personal preference.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: um i just find that because it's focusing so much on lori which i am more interested in i feel like we don't get time to cook with the other members of the family the daughter and granddaughter so yeah. they are just kind of extensions of lori's character only to drive lori so mm-hmm. i don't care when judy greer confronts michael like i don't give a <laughs> shit you know no yeah i i definitely agree with that and, you know, I'm, I think, much more cynical when it comes to movies. Um, like, most of my favorite movies make me feel really bad. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why I think I gravitate more towards Rob Zombie's depiction of post-trauma Laurie. Yeah. Uh, I, I just think that's more grounded and nuanced than 2018.
0: mm mm-hmm.
1: um, So for watching it, I I just, I don't know, Laurie was just kind of like, yeah, we get it. Okay. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and and i understand you know everyone everyone processes trauma different and that's fine this depiction is fine just for me personally um this time around watching all the others and maybe i wouldn't have felt this way if i didn't just previously watch Mm -hmm. all the others um but it just felt very like i don't know just too on the nose for me
0: yeah no i i definitely see and agree with a lot of what you're saying. Over the years, I've definitely come to be a lot more critical of this movie for more reasons than one. It's like a whole bunch of different things. Mm-hmm. But like when we talk about Kills, like the problems that Kills has, 2018 also has, but to a much lesser extent. Yeah. All right, overall, I definitely agree because like I felt like we needed more time with the Strode family. Even in 2018, I feel like there's too many characters. Yeah. Well,
1: and again, they're just there for Michael to kill.
0: Right. Yeah. That, that was my problem with initially, I remember thinking initially, like, uh, whenever I'm watching a movie, I always remember the thought that I, what, like my feelings about something when I first see it. Cause mm-hmm. if, there's usually a lot of truth to what I'm feeling usually, right. but I might not be able to voice it right away. Mm-hmm. And I remember watching this and like that, those first, the first act of the film with those doc, uh, those podcaster people. Yeah. Um, I remember watching it and thinking like, oh, okay, these are the new main characters of this movie. Right. And I was thinking like, oh, Lori's going to be like a side character or some shit like that. But then the podcasters get killed off like uh, Mm. right after the first act, which is a really good scene and really scary. But like structure wise and like character wise, it doesn't really make much sense. And it's kind of like sloppy. Well, he had to get the mask somehow. All right. Right. Yeah. No. They had to figure out how to get the mask. <laughs> I literally think that's the only reason the documentary people are there is because yeah. they needed to figure out some way for him to get.
1: And they need the mask. a quick rehash of what Laurie's been up to the last forty years. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah.
0: I was thinking like you know what the documentary people would have been fine if they were around the whole movie and they were our like portal into this story. Like they're kind of like our unbiased viewer. Right. Exactly. That's that's kind of the way I wanted it to be, and I even remember thinking because like I always what is another thing I think that's always weird about that bathroom scene when they die. Um, mm-hmm. It looks like the guy is still alive. Like, yeah. he, he gets his head bashed and he's like, it shows a shot of him when the girl is getting killed, and he's still like moving and breathing. Yeah. So I always thought, like, oh, he'll come back and kills. And then we see kills and he's not there. We're like, okay. <laughs> Maybe he'll be back in Halloween ends or something like that. But I felt like he should have been around longer and should have been like the main character. And like the, yeah, like I said, the way we kind of get into the story. Um, yeah. Because I think just like kills. Which has a, that problem even bigger. This one does too. Where Way too many characters. It doesn't feel like, yeah, there's like a main character really. It's focusing on all these different people and it, you don't really get uh, enough from any of them other than Laurie really. Because the whole story is about her and everyone's reaction to her. You don't mm-hmm. really get enough time with all
1: of them for it to feel satisfying to me. Yeah. You know and what I mean? And a lot of this movie follows Michael. And the only time we're seeing these extra characters is set up to Michael coming in killing them. <laughs> right. Like the babysitter and that like goofy friend. Yeah, yeah. Which um, I, I
0: get what they're trying to do. They're trying they're doing what Terrifier Two did, like the but they Terrifier Two spent the entire movie on those characters. Or like right. you you build them up and you make your audience like them because you're seeing what the do and how they act in everyday life how they interact with each other like how good of people they are and then have them killed in really horrible like grisly ways like that one scene in this with the dad and his son in the car when they find the crashed bus that feels like that to me where they're they're trying to give actual personality to these people before they die which i like the idea of that but like just in practice there's too much of it i think in this one it's yeah, well I I don't think there's an, enough of it if you know what I mean. I think oh, okay. it, they kill too many people like that. But gotcha. you you need to have
1: those people around longer.
0: Like, uh, I see what um, you mean.
1: I, I completely agree.
0: Yeah, like you you need to cuz it feels like I I felt this especially watching kills cuz with their technique of how they write scenes when it's like mm-hmm. like what that old La- lady that old couple at the beginning of kills with the or drone the drone i yeah. remember thinking like okay well they're gonna die because that they're like giving yeah. us all this like back and forth banter within they're supposed to make us like them and i was like it worked for 2018 because you know that was the first time we were seeing it but now it, it's like seems like really obvious what you're doing mm-hmm. i don't know it, it 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 does it suffers from a lot way too many characters like the plot needs to be streamlined. Um, and it's just like all over the place for a lot of it, yeah. Um, but I, th- I still find it likable for the most part. Oh, I, it's an I still like movie. it.
1: Yeah, it, it's very entertaining. And I think the most important part is they got Michael right.
0: Mm-hmm. They
1: <laughs> they got Michael finally after so many years. I think that's why most people like this movie
0: is because it's yeah. it gets Laurie and um, Michael right.
1: I it think gets, that's it why understands people are so laurie positive. it understands michael it just struggles connecting them yeah
0: <laughs> yeah exactly and
1: we get new loomist in order to do that which is very schlocky <laughs> which yeah yeah that that is honestly you should spend more on that guy than all these random teenagers oh absolutely like, w- when his whole diabolical plan comes out mm-hmm. i'm like yeah okay where was this like, <laughs> you know, right? I it just comes completely out of left field. Yeah, and I get what they're trying to do. Like, I get
0: like, okay, this is like, it's kind of a remake of the original Halloween. Like, it goes similar plot points. Like, Michael breaks out. He's somewhere we don't know where he is. He's killing people. All we don't know where he is. Doctors and after then, him. Right. You got a do His doctor. His former doctors looking for him, trying to stop him. In quotation marks. And I see they're trying to do something like a twist, like unexpected. Like, oh, what if Loomis was evil? Yeah. Loomis wanted to kill Michael Myers. What if Loomis was like, wanted to fuck him? (laughs) (laughs) Basically, (laughs) which I like that idea. I like that idea. But the way they do it, like, like we said, it's like these, the script is too crowded and you needed to spend more time with that. You need
1: a lot of time. That could be a whole movie. Oh yeah, it's absolutely. Just, uh, the doc Michael in the thing, the doctor being like, "Oh yes, he's important because there's no killer like him. I want to <laughs> examine him. Oh, what if I release him into the wild? Yes, yeah, see where he goes, see what <laughs> yeah. he does, study him. You know that? It's like okay, that's interesting,
0: right? But exactly.
1: To never develop any of that, and then suddenly like segueing into the third act by just going, surprise, I." <laughs> I want <laughs> Michael to meet with Corey, But, like, was that his intention when he was getting on the bus? See, that I don't know. Because he was, like, they were, like, doctor, you don't need to be on here. And he's, like, he's my patient for the last 20 years. I'm going to get him to where he needs to go. Yeah. And it's, like, no, you don't, dude. <laughs> so, like, was his plan? But, like, again, they even say, like, oh, Michael, like, overpowered the guard and killed the driver. But, like, yeah, did he unlock him? Was that... I think it, I I want to say it's it seems implied that the
0: doctor helped him break out. It, okay. They don't show that. That's the problem. Yeah. So you don't really know for sure.
1: Yeah, I that, you know, the doctor. Basically, my big saving grace of this movie is all the Michael stuff is a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, it's, yeah. it's
1: super creepy. The kills are actually good. Mm-hmm. Like one of my favorite parts is with just him going house to house, killing those people. Oh, yeah, and, that's a great. And it's incredibly great shot. well shot. Yeah. Too. Like, yeah. is that one shot of the woman like getting the call? Like, oh, the Michael Myers escape. She's like, oh, that's weird. And, like, you see like Michael go up to the window, and then like you mm-hmm. see him walk away, and it's like one shot. Then you see him like in the side window walking, <laughs> and then you see him like go into the house. It's really good. Yeah. Yeah. It's really well
0: done, and there's a lot of creative just horror scenes in general. I think notice watching Halloween and Halloween Kills. There's a lot of remixed ideas from previous entries. Yes. Um, Like in Halloween 4, there's that one bathroom
1: scene with the mother and her kid. Yeah, we've seen that Michael Myers bathroom scene so many times. (laughs) We have, yes. But it's never been executed to its full potential
0: until this movie. Um, Because that... I don't know why that scene that... um, When he's in the bathroom and the documentarian lady is on the toilet... And he, he comes in. Yeah, that scene is fucking terrifying. It's like, it's bone chilling to me. Yeah. The The thing that creeps me out most about it is initially when Michael's like looking through the slits in the doors. Mm-hmm. Like something about like that, just somebody coming up while you're in this place where you can't escape. Like, yeah. And just being right in front of the door and looking in at you is like so like terrifying to me. And I've known a lot of... um uh, women in my life who are like watch that scene and like they have like nightmares mm-hmm. from it because just it's just terrifying to think that like a man could come in there and you have no way of defending yourself. <laughs> there's there's yeah. just no way out.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, Halloween 2018 makes you feel like a woman. It 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 definitely does. A woman with 40 years of trauma. Yeah, it's <laughs> a thousand guns in her house. who just wants to protect her family. <laughs> yeah. Then the other really, there's just a lot of creative scenes. Yeah, like that one shot where you're just following Michael killing a whole bunch of people. Mm -hmm. And then as well, the motion light scene. Yeah, that's a cool one. When Oscar's in the backyard and then as Michael's moving, like the light turns on and he's in a different place. Like all those are like really creative like kills. Like the horror stuff in this movie is like really well executed like
1: from a director really standpoint like the babysitter kill when she goes to close the closet and it like doesn't close she's like what oh, the heck yeah. and just kind of pushes it and then she opens it and it's just michael there
0: <laughs> yeah yeah that was scary but it, that scene and that's another one of my downsides of this movie well it's only really happens in that scene in particular the it, it that feels like a scene almost from scary movie or something yeah the little kid yeah like the kid is like like michael is attacking her right and like the john carpenter music is like playing yeah like it's a scary scene right like normal but then the kid is like on the stairs and he sees michael and he's like nope yeah it's like what the hell are you supposed to be feeling you're supposed to be laughing or terrified yeah he I, literally
1: I, goes oh shit and then runs yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> to be fair like, i think that's a pretty realistic reaction well it may not be scary. I mean it is. Yeah. It, I think it just, if I saw Michael Myers, I'd be like, oh shit, and just run.
0: Right. Like that that if like Scary Movie did like a skit about Michael, yeah. it would be something like yeah. that. You know? Like I agree. It, it just feels like out of place. And that's where like their comedy roots kind of start to seep in. Or I think they mm-hmm. don't blend them into the movie as well as like Jordan Peele does. Right. Um I think they kind of they stick out more in this like a sore thumb. Mm-hmm. Because the movie is, like, so serious and dramatic otherwise, is what I'm
1: trying well, to say. Well, I think what Jordan Peele does well is, I think, the biggest faults that we've been seeing with these movies is that Jordan Peele really likes to pick characters, flesh out their personality, and make them really mm. likable. Mm-hmm. And then they're funny, and also, the, I think Jordan Peele understands a lot of, like, absurd situations. Yeah. Um. Where Halloween, there's not a whole lot of room for, like, absurdist humor. Well, I'm yeah. Like like like, Terrifier Two is horrifying, but it's funny because of how absurd it is. Right? Yeah. Where when Michael, when they're going full self-serious, Michael is really <laughs> hard to fit in like absurd scenes. Right? Because he he's just like some guy in a mask
0: and a butcher knife that's just killing normal people. Like, there's yeah. nothing really like zany about <laughs> what he's doing. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it. I feel like we're dogging on it a lot but at least for me I still no, yeah, r- really like this good. movie I I personally really like Laurie in this movie I just think something about her fighting back Michael like she is where she's just like oh it's extremely satisfying yeah I, I like I love all the details like how she basically built that house to be an exact recreation of the house from 1978 mm-hmm. that she chased Michael around in and it's just like it's like and that's what I was missing from H twenty as well, where it was like, at the end of that movie, Laurie and Michael just kind of like have a brawl, yeah. Um, and it's not really like if you're just gonna have a brawl, it needs to be like like Rob Zombie's Halloween, like like it, raw, it, like, like raw, bloody, like brutal. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? But it, it didn't really go that far. So then if you're going to have a brawl, you have to be witty then if you're
1: not going to go the brutal route, right? You have to do stuff that is, like, smart. It's very satisfying from the audience because the whole movie, everyone's like, Lori, you're crazy. Lori, you're crazy. Why would you do this, Lori? You're wasting your time. And then it's like, oh, it's happening. Oh, shit, she was right. She was ready. Yeah. And it worked. Right. But our first responders ruined it. (laughs) Yes. Halloween... Uh, this new trilogy is very anti first responders
0: apparently yeah
1: defund the fire department but I mean I, yeah I just like the, um, the whole ending
0: like I thought it was really cool the way she like cleared rooms when yeah. she like went in oh, and she yeah. like closed Hit the, the door and I mm-hmm. thought that was just like so smart like something you don't ever see a character do in a horror movie Like, I just love uh, setting up Michael as, like, this, like, unkillable threat. Like, this terrifying boogeyman in the first one. Basically having him win and wreak terror on Laurie and her friends. And then having (laughs) that character come back and be, like, so smart about, like, um, giving it back to Michael. And, like, having, like, this whole huge plan. Like, you just, you don't ever see that in a horror movie. And I thought that was... Such a cool thing to do, and then, yeah, the way they defeat him at the end is just, like, so smart, and it's, so, it's set up so nicely, trapping him in the basement and setting it on fire. Um, it
1: was just a very satisfying end, at least we thought. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I would have been fine if Lori kills Michael in that one, and they just didn't make two other movies. I would be perfectly oh, yeah. content. No, I, I wanted it to
0: end there. I left the theater being, like Hell yeah, he's gone. I like that movie. It's over. Hell yeah, (laughs) Michael's dead. And then they announced, like, a week later after it made, like, a gazillion dollars, like, oh, we envisioned this as a trilogy. Sorry, got two more for (laughs) you. And then I was like, all right, well, he did this one pretty well. I would love to see where it goes. Like, so I I
1: gave him the chance. It amazes me that Halloween Kills is written and directed by the same people. (laughs) (laughs) Like,. (laughs) I genuinely cannot fathom, like, I do not understand the th- the thinking going into Kills. <laughs> no. it's it, it throws everything it's set up in 2018, completely throws it to the side. It's almost like they press pause yeah. on all of it. Mm-hmm. And it's just like a feti- fetishization of Michael Myers on top of a bunch of garbage. <laughs> and I think it's
0: feeding into, like... um there's a weird part of the fandom that, like, I think it, it just has happened just because you have so many of these movies and they all revolve around Michael Myers, really. Mm-hmm. But, like, it just feels so fed by, like, like the, those people that, like, love Michael and, yeah. like, like, almost like, because he's, like, an unspeaking character, they, like, imprint themselves onto him like yeah like he's thinking what i'm thinking oh that's funny how he killed that person ha ha, ha. i relate to michael like it's like so like weird that that happens and it's like just a thing that happens in literature especially recently i found yeah where like really unlikable people that start out as kind of likable but also kind of assholes end up like people just love them like walter white tony
1: soprano don draper
0: andre brie yeah i just want to talk about that in general because i think i'm kind of tired of that kind of character because of what it does like this where people are like oh he's badass even though he like murders people like at the beginning of his movie he murders like fucking 10 different firefighters who are just there doing their jobs and being good people and people are like hell yeah kill him michael yeah stab him in the face (laughs) it's
1: like yeah i mean it feels very strange to be like to me that's the best part of the movie, but only because I think it's cool. I don't I don't promote Michael doing that. Oh no 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 yeah. I I, I don't think anybody like realistically
0: does, but I think something yeah. Some people, people just want to there... see
1: Michael Myers kill a lot of people and then that's that determines the how good the movie is for them.
0: Right, exactly. The, like those same people will say, like, Oh, I want I want Michael Myers to win and Halloween ends. I want him yeah. to kill Lori. And it's like, What? <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, that'd be stupid.
1: <laughs> yeah, that would be like That would be like maybe the most cynical horror movie ever. Oh, yeah, like... was evil wins. What
0: is satisfying about that? We've seen evil win for 13 movies straight. Like, you know, like, it, can we have one where evil doesn't win? Like, don't you think that is, like, a better um, way to do something unexpected? Do you know what I mean?
1: Well, I think at least 2018 did a really good job at showing the negative aspects of Laurie's life. You know, like, her disconnect with her daughter... Um, how it traumatized her family, mm-hmm. and it's like, yeah, you're prepared. That's awesome, but like, there's a line that yeah. Lori crosses, yeah, and they do a really good job at that. So you can, I, I guess, maybe say, you know, good wins, but at what cost? And that's interesting to do. Oh yeah, like, um, I don't know, I, I
0: like, I, I think I, I like what Kills is doing. Like I, I genuinely think that um the ideas in this movie I can see what they're trying to do and how why they think it's good. Like the whole mob thing where they're like basically twenty eighteen was setting up Lori's like trauma and being like mm-hmm. she let this thing that happened forty years ago to her define her entire life. Right. Right. It ruined all of her relationships. And so basically Halloween Kills is like yeah it did it did do that to her but that's not a good thing like being like taking it back to your killer being so obsessed with it like Mm -hmm. it's self-destructive it's like we've seen Lori; she has a terrible relationship with her daughter because of it like i and i feel like people take the wrong message from 2018 in this i think that's Mm -hmm. part of the problem with 2018 was like Oh, yeah, like, we set up all this stuff, like, right, like, her daughter hates Lori because she made her childhood a living hell, because she had to learn how to shoot guns and fight, all the stuff that a kid is not supposed to do. Right. But then at the end, like, the whole arc is that Lori is right in doing that? Yeah, that's what I didn't understand either. Because Michael comes back, and Lori defeats him. So it's like, are we supposed to think that Lori was correct in doing that correct
1: yeah yeah like so-
0: traumatizing a child is the right thing
1: to do <laughs> no
0: so that, that's why I think, I think i think that's where they were coming from with kills because they were like oh wow like people kind of miss the point of that let's like really hammer it home that like doing that is a bad thing like but i think they took it to a really comical extreme
1: yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> They really did. Yeah, like, it's it's just so bad. Um, I remember seeing this in theaters, and Mm -hmm. I remember, like, I think 10 minutes in, I leaned over, and I was told you, like, this is a piece of shit. (laughs) Like, during that Tommy Doyle scene, I was like, oh, my God. Like, I genuinely couldn't believe, like, I was witnessing this. (laughs) And I'll be honest, I really did not like kills at all. Like, there are not a lot of good things I have to say about it. No. Um, other than the kills. Yeah.
0: That's about it. Michael Myers is like the only character really that Michael and somewhat
1: Lori come out of this unscathed. And then again, Michael, they do kind of the same thing that previous sequels just don't get right, is they just don't really know what to do with Michael. <laughs> so they're just like, oh, yeah, uh, he likes to look out his window, so he's going to go um, to his house, I guess. <laughs> And that's like, a, I'm like, when did when did this become a thing? No, because it only
0: raises more questions, you know, yeah, like like why even attempt to explain why he's doing what he's doing or why he wants to go back to the house. Yeah.
1: If like just, you're just going to not even explain it all the way and just kind of do just it halfway. Do the same conclusion Loomis always had was, oh, he must be going back to his house. It's the only place he knows. You right. Know? That, that's all you that's need. That's fine. That's yeah. all you need. He's just gonna go to his house. <laughs> just let him go to his house. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, the all the characters they add are terrible. Like like I, I texted you because Carolina watched like the last half with me. We mm. were cheering when Tommy Doyle got his head bashed in. <laughs> that that shows you. How bad your protagonist is! <laughs> I know. I was remembering something our our
0: mutual friend said after we got out of that screening was. Mm-hmm. Um, he said that Tommy Do- Tommy Doyle was like one of those guys in high school that their life yeah. peak in their junior yeah. year, but they just don't know For it sure. yet. <laughs> Yeah, I, I just think that's so accurate, and I was laughing so hard at that shot of him, like, holding the bat over his back yeah. like he's a badass. Yeah, the I huckleberry was like, Come on. Oh.
1: My, my problem is, and we've said this a lot, I think, throughout these episodes, just in general, not just about Halloween, is one of our biggest pet peeves and when movies treat the audience like they're idiots. Yeah. And Halloween Kills does nothing but that. every character is constantly telling you what they're doing what they're going to do and why they're doing it yeah constantly i don't think there's a single conversation in this movie that isn't that and yeah it and it always oh my god i think this was my complaint in resurrection too I understand that in nineteen seventy-eight Halloween night in Hanfield, Michael Myers killed teenagers. You don't need to tell me ten fucking times. Yeah. They just say it over and over. It's it genuinely makes me mad. Like I, I audibly groan every time a character says that. And like they rehash it so much in like the 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 flashbacks, then we get like the, the Tommy Doyle saying exactly what happened, then we get the news reporter, and then they're constantly telling us, like, oh Lori, that crazy woman that's been holed up there for forty years because she survived the attack in Hanfield in Hollywood night 1978. And it's like, yeah, I watched 2018, dude. <laughs> this is a direct sequel. You don't need to tell me her arc yeah <laughs> that is my biggest annoyance with this movie and why i just have no respect for it mm-hmm. and even uh oh, the whole stuff that they're trying to be like metaphorical for with like oh they're all you know they get the town gets all riled up and end up like hurting like innocent people and it's just again they just bash it over your head <laughs> like i'm not even like you like you said you can do that well they just don't. Oh yeah. Like, um
0: I don't know. I because like I was so uninterested with this movie while watching it. Like yeah. wh- whenever I watch a bad movie in my head I'm always trying to en- entertain myself in other ways while watching it. So like I was literally like reconstructing this entire yeah, we it. trilogy. You like when I was watching it um last night and like I I realize like kind of a problem that this whole like new trilogy has. I, I know we haven't seen ends yet, but I'm mm-hmm. betting I'm gonna have the same problem with it because it's a problem with modern like um like reboots that are trying to do like a trilogy in general. I think it started with the Force Awakens. Yeah, like this movie, this whole trilogy feels like they basically split like what would be a normal like good movie into three movies like I, I almost feel like yeah. you could have like compressed these three Halloween Kills 2018 and Halloween Ends I, I, I know we haven't seen Ends but we I, we can assume what happens it's not that hard but like <laughs> the yeah. um Halloween Kills feels like the second act and Halloween right. 2018 feels like the first act we're like you Halloween 2018 the first act you set up Laurie her daughter her daughter hates her like because of all that kind of crap And then at the end of the first act or maybe into the second act too like Laurie traps him in the basement burns him alive, right? And then you think oh wow, Laurie was right. Like okay that's kind of weird but whatever. So then they get away on the back of that truck. And then I was thinking also like maybe like Karen stays behind to talk to the police while her uh, daughter goes with their grandmother to um, the hospital. Mm -hmm. And then Maybe, like, when the firefighters get there, like, this is this is another problem I have with this movie, too. Like, I felt like, wouldn't it have been so much more tragic if the firefighters got there and the reason Michael was alive was because they revived him? Yeah, like, they didn't know. Right, like, Laurie was, like, this close to it and being all that over. That would
1: also kind of, like, parallel another kind of subplot going on about, uh was it... The deputy at the time, they were gonna kill Michael, and he stopped them. Oh yeah, you yeah, know, showing yeah. that sometimes being good isn't always like the best. <laughs> <laughs> you know, kind of showing you know not everything's black and white. Oh yeah, like
0: I remember seeing the teaser trailer for Halloween Kills, and then that I think that was the only scene that was in it was them getting yeah. away in the back of the truck, and then seeing the fire. Yeah. Um, the, the fire trucks coming by and I was like oh my god they're gonna revive Michael like that would be like yeah. so heartbreaking and tragic like and I was thinking like you could just like what what are the big things you take away from Halloween Kills it's just that Lori was wrong for being obsessed with it for so long and giving all of this real estate in her head to some guy who doesn't even care about her and just wants to kill her Yeah. like and then like the other big thing was that Lori's daughter dies because of it, which I think is a nice
1: consequence of that. Cause it Lori, is, but I think it's executed terribly.
0: Yeah, no, exactly. That's what I was thinking. Like in, in this metaphorical movie in my head, which doesn't exist. But she maybe she stays at there to like talk to the firefighters when they get there or something like that. Then they revive Michael, not knowing who he is really. Um. Cause maybe he just got smoke inhalation. He didn't get burned all the way yet. Yeah. And then he gets up, he kills the firefighters tragically because they don't know who he is. And then maybe he kills Karen at the scene of the house. Mm-hmm. But then maybe Michael is like, so like badly hurt. Cause they want to make him out. Like he's just a dude in these movies, which I like, maybe yeah. he like, like an animal. Like he just goes off by himself somewhere to like heal. And like, maybe even die. Um, mm-hmm. and then maybe you do the four years later thing like ends is doing, or no one knows where Michael is. Then in the third act, he reappears. Lori has the final confrontation with him, but she, this time is different. Cause she's not prepared for it. Like she was in 2018. Yeah. This time she's actually moved on with her life because of what she's basically doing what Karen wants her to do, which is what it seems like they're doing in Halloween ends. Lori yeah, seems it seems like from the better. trailers
1: that Karen's death is going to be, like, her main motivation. Right. But she's, like, trying to move on, but still, like, recognizing it.
0: Yeah. So then you do that whole thing. And then Lori has her final confrontation with Michael years later. We don't even know if he's alive. And then he appears, you know. And then it's just, like, a really brutal all-out brawl. And then yeah. Mike Lori kills Michael. That's how I would have done this movie. But instead, it yeah, like... The whole point of kills can be summed up in into, like, one, like, 10-minute part of a second yeah. act of a
1: movie. You know what I mean? There's, like, no arcs. <laughs> no, no? It's, Laurie goes to hospital. Michael goes home. <laughs> yeah, it took an hour and, like, 40-something minutes to do that. Right, and at the end of it, like, what do we get out of it? Like, nothing. And, like, okay, and then Karen's death. It's just so last-minute and stupid. It feels almost, like, just thro- tacked on. Yeah. Like, there's no reason for her to go into the house. Th- there's no reason for Michael to be there. And <laughs> what they should have done is just... T- Karen gets in the way, like, Michael... I don't know, Michael's gonna stab her daughter, like, you know, in the movie, Karen saves her daughter. Oh, yeah. But, and then Karen gets, you know, sacrifices herself. Oh, Boom. yeah. That, yeah, they could do that. That's easy. Mm-hmm. But instead... We just got Karen staring at a window going, oh, I guess this is what Michael sees. And then Michael killing her. <laughs> and then I was laughing because in the director's cut, we watched Lori, like when she finds out Michael's alive. Also, I didn't even realize first time watching it. Lori literally thinks Michael's dead for like an hour and 45 minutes of this hour and 50 minute movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: uh,
1: and then Michael <laughs> picks up the phone for some reason and just goes. <sighs> 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 He's breathing into it yeah. yeah and she's like i'm coming to get you michael
0: <laughs> and it's
1: like this is schlock we've entered schlock territory
0: <laughs> i think the part that's funny to me is like i really wish they would have cut back to michael on the other end of the phone and you see him mm-hmm. with an iphone up to his Ears. Yeah, that would you have know been that's so why funny. they didn't show it. Oh yeah, the, yeah they knew that would look ridiculous. It's it's it, so funny. And also, would Michael even know how to open or answer a smartphone? You know what? I, I'm actually okay with that. I was thinking about that during that because Michael has done things that he shouldn't know how to do, like so many different oh, times. Oh, drive a car. Yeah, yeah that's dra- fine. Drive a car. Like he probably didn't even know what phones were when he was a kid, and no. so he knows to pick up that phone that um what's-her-name-is-holding when she's talking on the phone with Lori in the original. Mm-hmm. Like, it seemed like he just put it up to his ear because he, he was wondering what she was doing with it. Like, and yeah. then he ended up hearing Lori. So I'm actually not that, uh, like, I like the idea of that scene. But yeah, it, it is really silly to think about it's, Michael, like, it's goofy. sliding to answer an iPhone and then
1: putting it up to his ear. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and just, like, out of spite. Oh, Because, yeah. again, we and they've committed to this is that Michael doesn't give a shit about Lori. Yeah. They, they've they've committed to this bit and I was so tired. Oh my god. When I remember in the theaters like scared because Karen was just like he's stalking my mother. He stalked her for 40 <laughs> years and now he's gonna kill her. And it's like, <laughs> like one dude told you this and now you're just like on board. Yeah. Like Like a part that makes Lori's thing so tragic is that like she spent so much headspace thinking of Michael and Michael literally doesn't even know. Like he doesn't care. Oh, yeah. I I like that a lot. Like, Uh, that's my favorite part. Yeah, I like that. They commit. That is something that they have failed to acknowledge, like to do in all the sequels, except (laughs) like Rob Zombie's kind of. Yeah. Rob Zombie kind of goes there, but he does it correct. Right, yeah. Again, it's just stupid, and it doesn't add anything. Because in the end, it doesn't matter. We know that Michael doesn't give a shit.
0: Well, I don't know. I've always interpreted in this movie, like, that's one of the things that they don't hammer you on the head with. Which is why I think they don't actually intend it. But, um... Yeah. (laughs) Like, I always thought that, like... Like now, Michael's after them. He wasn't before, but now he remembers them. He's like, "Hey, fuck
1: you! You tried to kill me."
0: Yeah, like you locked me in a fucking basement and tried to burn me alive. Like I'm actually going to go specifically target you.
1: Revenge story.
0: (laughs) Right. Yeah, and I think that's a cool way, and that's why I was thinking, like, if if this was like a, if all these three movies were condensed, like you start the movie with Michael doesn't care, but then the third act, he's actually targeting Lori specifically for what. He did, which is what I hope they do in ends. I'm hoping yeah. that maybe he is actually targeting her this time, but she's
1: unprepared for it. Yeah, like he's just being very spiteful.
0: Right. Yeah, like he's like, and that's that. the scene that gave me that um, impression was when Michael killed Lori's granddaughter's boyfriend on yeah. um, the stairs. And he's
1: like extra mean about it.
0: Oh yeah, like he, she's like no, please, and then he purposefully stops, turns, and yeah. twists his head and like kills him finally. And that really—that's a made really me, awesome kill. I know, yeah. That that's the thing. There's so many great scenes sprinkled throughout this movie. Like, I I, I love this scene when he kills that old couple. Yeah, when he
1: just slides that uh, light (laughs) into her neck. And it's just, oh, it's so satisfying, yet, like, hard to watch. Yeah, yeah. It's,
0: like, so weird. Like, I feel like this guy could be a legitimate horror director, but he can't write them. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Like, he needs to get someone who's smarter than him. (laughs) He's like (laughs) Shyamalan.
1: Let Shyamalan direct movies, but please, God, do not let him write.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So,
1: yeah. yeah, it's just a weird thing. For me, honestly, that is, uh, I think you like kills maybe a little bit more than me. And that's not saying much. But, no. <laughs> um I, this time around, I was more miserable than seeing it for the first time. Because I was actually like, I, before, like when we first watched it, I was trying to piece together like, what is going on? Yeah. Like, how, how did we come to this? And then <laughs> this time, knowing that, I'm like st- connecting like what they thought. I'm like, oh, this is just not good. <laughs> um and again like my biggest complaint is they basically put pause on every character's arc and, oh yeah like w- the biggest thing and this is what i realized realized they did is the boyfriend character in 2018 he straight up cheats on uh Lori's daughter or granddaughter right yeah and that is never resolved they never see each other again mm-hmm. until this one and suddenly, it's just immediately, they don't even acknowledge it. She just forgives him. And then they, they go on their merry way. <laughs> and it's like, what was the
0: point then? Yeah, what was the point of all that? I I don't know. I, I think what they were trying to do was make it seem like like a realistic relationship. Where it like has its like ups and downs. And that's, that's kind of what makes it more tragic when he finally dies. Because they never really get to resolve that with each other. I think that's yeah. what they were trying to do. I, I, I give them the benefit of the doubt with all of this stuff, uh, by the way, I'm not, I'm not.
1: <laughs> I'm going to tell you, I liked this movie a lot less than I did the first time. I, <laughs> like, and I, am turning, you know, and I'm turning into the, those, that weird part of the fandom, like you said, pretty much whenever Michael wasn't on screen, I, I hated every second of it. <laughs> I, I was so, it was a combination of bored and just stupid mhm like and again they introduce a uh, overbloated of characters they introduce all these characters like Tommy Doyle um uh, all these other like Lindsay like yeah Ugh. okay i i guess i care but i don't because they're not the same character they're 40 years later like i don't give a shit
0: no and, you know and, what I and mean? it's
1: like they, they did not go anywhere near what Laurie went through that night like no no Ex- especially Wani fucking oh, they yeah. made a character that's supposed to have all this trauma and he literally Michael Myers just kind of like looked at him. <laughs> and he's just like, "Yeah. Let's get the boys together and go kill an innocent man tonight." <laughs> and it's like, "Fuck you, dude." You know? Yeah. Like, why? You already have all these characters. You have you have a nurse that we saw for maybe 10 seconds. She was probably like titled Nurse 1 in the credits. <laughs> and and you expect me to like care oh yeah i care about her and her like grand arc yeah yeah and it just it baffles me like it's fine you know okay little fan service here and there oh yeah that's this character but just like i don't need them in it like i don't need them to be the main force <laughs> I don't know that's just me like maybe just like fun little like oh that's that's the nurse at the bar she's here to commemorate the anniversary of the Michael Myers attack yeah the, I, like
0: see this is this is the thing if like if I were in charge of writing these scripts like I would not have made a trilogy I w- would have made one movie based on yeah. the ideas that they have here like, like cut out 99% of kills all you need from kills is Karen to die because of Laurie's trauma yeah. Holding on to it, all that kind of crap, and then you also need to prove that point, which can be done in like ten minutes in like the second act of a movie. Like, yeah, get rid of Tommy Doyle. No one cares about Tommy Doyle. He Laurie babysat him, and the whole point was that Laurie protected him from the horrors of Michael Myers. Like, he yeah. d- should not be as traumatized or mad about it as she is. And it, it introducing all of these characters makes Laurie's emotional character arc and trauma feel less special because Mm -hmm. you're putting all these people that are like going through the same thing where they're like oh yeah let's let's give it back to him let's get a gun and
1: a bat and let's go beat the shit out of michael myers and it's like this entire town gets riled up and it's like we don't we never see them Mm -hmm. like if anything they're just like pissed off that their town is known as that place where a guy killed a bunch of teenagers
0: Oh yeah, that—that's how I would be at least. <laughs> yeah,
1: be like there's more to Haddonfield. We have like a, a cool pizza place. We have a Chinese restaurant run by actual Chinese people. That's pretty cool. Oh my god. <laughs> um, I mean, honestly, that's all you can really brag about when you live in Illinois. But uh, yeah, yeah. To me, it just all of kills feels just like a lot of filler that I don't care about. And let me tell you. I knew the second when I think this is when I turned to you in in kills. And this is when I just hated Tommy.
0: They're at a talent <laughs> show on
1: Halloween night. Everyone's drinking. Everyone's having a good time. You yeah. know, it's Halloween. Tommy goes up there like, Oh yeah, let's introduce Tommy to Okay, clear. He's respected in the community. He's a fun guy. Oh yeah, isn't that, that, that kid that Lori babysitted when Michael Myers said? Like, oh, okay, cool. And then he just goes, I'm not gonna bird whistle for you. I'm going to bring out this town's equivalent of 9-11. I'm going to bum everyone out. And I'm going to go. And like, that's the thing. He literally says it. And he's like, so let's remember everybody. Also, I'm going to continue talking for five minutes. And it's like, and again, he's just explaining what happened in the first movie. And how upset he is. And I'm
0: like, yeah, dude,
1: if I was attacked by a serial killer 40 years ago, I'd be pretty upset. But you don't see me going up an open mic night. Yeah. And just... Bringing everyone's moods down, bumming people out. Yeah, and that's when I realized I'm like, okay, this guy's—I don't like him. No, and yeah. and then he becomes increasingly more likable, and like his character isn't anything. <laughs> there's nothing there. It's devoid of all logic. Yeah, there's there's he's a single brain celled organism. He just knows. <laughs> he just knows Michael Myers bad. Also. I remember him. He was a pretty big six-foot guy. Maybe this frumpy little five-foot-two man who clearly has no clue where he is. Yeah, Yeah. that's Michael. That's (laughs) Michael Myers. Yeah, you know, okay. All right, hang on. I'm opening up something. Okay. More more (laughs) logic. Go for it. Right? National-wide. International-wide, because those podcasters were British. They know Michael Myers, right? Michael Mm -hmm. Myers is in prison. Very public information. You can get mug shots, so people know what Michael Myers looks like. (laughs) Like, I think when they were writing it, they just thought, "Oh, the audience doesn't really know, even though we kind of do." But like, it's so hidden, maybe the people don't know. But it's like, no, they know what Michael Myers looks like. Oh yeah, they they even show his face on the news in the bar. Yeah, but they're like, oh, two people. Were escaped, so they just assume maybe that's Michael. But it's like, no, you know, I'm sure that they would, news has information on you. <laughs> no, yeah, Yet, the entire town sees this little receding hairline little man and go, yeah, that's Michael. <laughs> it it is. If if it wasn't so devoid of logic, I would forgive it more. Yeah, but it just seems so unnecessary to like hammer that nail so hard mm-hmm. when it is something so minor and I don't think adds anything to the arc of Lori at all. No, if, if anything it dilutes it and makes it less yes. special. It, it doesn't matter because Michael kills them all in the end. Right. So, it's just filler. <laughs> it and also we're hang on, we gotta get into the biggest problem is okay. that kills and i this is when i think we all audibly like groaned and looked at each other is like when the whole town confronts michael and they trap him and they they shoot the shit out of him and beat the shit out of him right? yeah and meanwhile Lori's going like a like whole monologue and she's just like evil can't die every kill he becomes stronger
0: and, like, I know she's
1: talking about, like, you know, like, metaphorically, like, yeah, yeah, like yeah. Maybe even if he's dead, he'll still, you know, be in all of our hearts, blah, 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 all that crap. But, <laughs> and, you know, I, I forgive, like, the first movie, I think it's fine that Michael got shot so many times and survived in the sequels, like, in the other ones. I never thought that was weird. People have lived much worse deaths without medical treatment on their own, right? Right. This one, he gets shot a lot. <laughs> like in the chest <laughs> he gets the shit beaten out of him right oh yeah like he is on the floor out like he is gone mm-hmm. and with that Lori's speech and he gets up and fights them and lives it makes me feel like they're going down the route that michael is immortal yeah. which again we've said time and time again with the sequels the second you do that it undermines his entire character and instantly becomes not scary at all <laughs>
0: I don't know. Okay, that that scene to me was them like putting that idea out there and seeing their people's reaction to it. Because like, but it's stupid. I know it is. It is stupid. (laughs) It definitely is. I'm not. I'm not saying it's not. But I think they were like. Let's let's tightrope walk it. Let's do in-between and see what people think. If people want it to be supernatural, then the next one we can make it supernatural. And if they don't, if we can just say, oh, that was a metaphorical speech Lauren was talking about. She was talking about people's fears and all that kind of crap. Uh, it could go both ways. I feel like that was them like being like, H- how, what's people's reaction to this? Yeah, let's like see. that sort of thing.
1: Um, well, I think it's stupid yeah no it, it definitely is like I, I, that I whole thing been is dumb much more fine if their trap didn't work and Michael just murdered them all <laughs> and and bashed Tommy Doyle's head in even more Right now when Michael Myers will lift off his man and spit and his in his open skull,
0: face, yeah, <laughs> oh and then God. piss on him. But can I do? I want to do a thought experiment. This is something else that I really wanted okay. to talk about because I think it's interesting. Okay. With Tommy, it, obviously we know in Halloween Six, Tommy Doyle was played by Paul Rudd in that yes. film. At the yeah. very beginning of his career, he was a nobody back then. Mm-hmm. So, and then I read that from. Malik Akkad, who is Mustafa Akkad's son, who runs the franchise now, basically, he was saying that they actually approached Paul Rudd to play Tommy Doyle mm-hmm. in Halloween Kills yeah. again to have him return and everything. Because why would you not? He's a, Paul Rudd's a huge yeah. star. His like, name would instantly just bring viewers. Oh, yeah. If you had fucking J- JLC and Paul Rudd in the same movie, like, good lord. Like, that would be bring a lot of people in. But And then, allegedly, Paul Rudd had to choose between that or ghostbusters afterlife um i think he made the right choice by choosing ghostbusters afterlife even though it's I mean, not a great movie but
1: yeah i mean but to be fair like he probably saw that um ghostbusters afterlife has muncher and he was reading the script of Halloween Kills, Halloween and he's like hang on here hang on there's something wrong there's no muncher i'm gonna go with the movie that has muncher Oh, and he's voiced by Greg
0: Turkington too? Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> That's the so sign yeah. of a good movie. Well, my thought experiment basically is like, um, do you think that Tommy Doyle's character would have worked more if it was Paul
1: Rudd playing him?
0: Like, exactly I, the same. Exactly as I can't all the dialogue even is the picture same. Picture
1: Paul Rudd delivering that performance. <laughs> like I can't. <laughs> i maybe tommy would be a bit more likable but the whole point of tommy is i think he is another tragic story it's what happens when you get wrapped up in kind of the moment and the heat of things and don't really think it out Mm -hmm. but i can't see like paul rudd would like have they would have to write him in jokes and stuff oh yeah well no i think I, I, i can't see I can't see that character as Paul Rudd, and I can't see Paul Rudd, like, playing that kind of role. <laughs> so I, I think I would hate it even more. Really? Also, oh I don't god. like Paul Rudd, so yeah, I probably would hate it even more. Oh my god. How could you not like Paul Rudd? I don't give a shit about Paul Rudd. Paul <laughs> Rudd has never given me a reason to
0: care about him. He's, oh, he's not really done anything good. Well, Anchorman is not that bad. Anchorman's kind of funny. I've never seen Anchorman.
1: Okay. so I don't know. Like, I'm sure he's a nice guy. I just don't care. He's funny. I mean, like um, like I see it's like now it's like with Ryan Reynolds. I see Ryan Reynolds and I immediately roll my eyes and go, yeah, I'm not watching that. (laughs) Paul Rudd's in that category. Paul Rudd's in that category. It's Paul Rudd, Ryan Reynolds, and The Rock. Oh, my God. And Mark Wahlberg. Throw Mark Wahlberg in there. Chris Pratt's getting there. all those guys second I see them in a movie I I go I I have like a calm like moment where okay cool I don't have to watch this movie nice (laughs) so yeah I think I think I would hate this movie on Let me tell you, on my letterbox. I gave Halloween kills. I was originally at one and a half star, and on this rewatch, I went down to one. But (laughs) (laughs) I'll tell you what, if Paul Rudd was in this movie, I'd maybe bring it down to half a star.
0: Oh, my God. See, I'm going to be on the opposite side. I actually think Tommy Doyle's character would have worked a lot more if it was Paul Rudd. Just because I, I, I think Paul Rudd is just like a a naturally charming, cr- charming. Yeah. and i i would have i think i would have bought more that he would have been able to go around town and get people to join in his in his thing because like i don't know paul Rudd is like a very nice guy and like i like he, he just gives off like a trusting kind of persona mm-hmm. and obviously he's a pretty funny dude so like I, I actually think it would have worked more and it would have not made people hate him as much
1: <laughs> well the thing about tommy doyle's whole character needs to be played By a guy who probably coaches his son's, like, peewee football team and then, like, swears at the children (laughs) when they they fumble or whatever you do in football. So, like, I, like, and the movie banks so hard on, holy shit, Tommy Doyle is cool, you know? (laughs) They do all those poses of him in the bat where he's like, come get him. Oh, my God. And it's like, no, save this for Lori with her gun. That's cool yeah i don't care about this flat top looking old man mm-hmm. you know with a bat like i and again here okay hang on who okay hang on piecing stuff together here <laughs> this movie would have been better is if we didn't know that person they were chasing is isn't is or isn't michael oh yeah yeah it would have been a hell of a lot more interesting maybe save that just have 20 minutes of the movie we haven't seen Michael yet. Oh, that's Michael. Blah blah. It's more traumatic when the reveal is, "Oh shit, they killed the innocent person." To us, as the audience, but because the whole time we're like, "Wait, no, you guys are chasing the wrong guy," and they still do it throughout the entire movie. You're like, "Fuck!" Like I know, like I'm <laughs> like again, the movie is treating the audience as stupid. Like, like what am I supposed to feel emotionally from this? Like, like I'm more mad than I should be upset. Yeah, and I'm not mad that they're chasing this and, man. I'm just mad because how stupid they are about it. But if if I like if I don't know, I'm going to go okay. Yeah, okay. Uh, okay. I'm done. We're done talking about Tommy Doyle. I've said my piece. Oh my god. Well, I just I
0: mean, I just wanted to say I definitely think the movie you're supposed to think you're supposed to hate
1: Tommy Doyle. That I think I so. I Don't believe that at all. Through the cinematography, <laughs> you are think you are supposed to think Tommy <laughs> Doyle is awesome. Well, I think maybe you're supposed to think
0: like he is um he's making a mistake and maybe that he's a good guy really but i i definitely think you're supposed to hate him because like how can you not hate him when they are chasing down like an innocent person and trying to kill him
1: but like but tommy has the realization though like oh, he realizes was... it before the mob yeah when he's like like the second him and the sheriff see it they realize oh yeah that's not michael yeah but it's too late. So you are supposed to like, like empathize with him. You, yeah, no, you are. That, that, that's what I'm saying. I think you're
0: supposed to. Ah. See, I, I, I honestly think it's down to that guy's performance. Anthony Michael Hall. I, I legitimately yeah. believe that if it was Paul Rudd as written, I think they wrote that for Paul Rudd, because I'm I think you're re- supposed to like him a
1: lot more. But I'm because of that, agree dude's to performance. disagree with you, <laughs> that is just. I, I like like again. I don't even like the thing as a whole, so I can't even be on board with the idea of who it is. You can get fucking like, and you get Danny DeVito to play that role, and I would still be like, (laughs) oh, you know. But you wouldn't think Danny DeVito should have been the little guy they were chasing.
0: then i would have liked this movie more he did look like the penguin i will say
1: yeah (laughs) he did (laughs) but one thing i do want to talk about Mm -hmm. is the loomis when they bring back loomis oh yeah because i was losing it on this rewatch because (laughs) because when loomis comes in he's like where is he where is he, deputy? And, and, and he just, and like Michael's outside, they already caught him, and Loomis goes in and goes, Did he kill again? Did he kill again? What happened? And it's like, Why do you care? Like, why would you say this? Was this just like unused audio they had? No, I,
0: I think it, because you're supposed to be like empathizing for the cop because he killed his friend. So in that moment, you're supposed to be like, oh, is he going to say that he
1: killed him or that Michael killed yeah. him? Yeah, but, but like, why would Loomis would just go up and shoot Michael in the head? Mo- Mo- Loomis is that unhinged. He doesn't care oh, if there's yeah. a bunch of officers. Yeah. He would just run up and cap Michael. <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, which it's it's what he does in the in that later flashback which yeah, i like yeah i like it michael's just defenseless like on the ground uh, yeah. louis is ready to just shoot him in the head yeah he's like gonna execute <laughs> him <Yeah.
1: laughs> i i have a mixed feeling on those flashbacks because i think in, it at the beginning they're really interesting uh like very similar like they stitch together uh footage from like halloween 2 the original halloween mm. 2 yeah and i'm like oh that's that's pretty neat mm-hmm. i didn't like that they gave the whole deputy an arc again just to explain why we're caring about this character later yeah um yeah It just the whole thing felt stupid and there's no there's no real logic behind it mm-hmm. and again those cops kind of came onto this the idea the logical conclusion of oh maybe he went home <laughs> you know before anybody else could <laughs> but yeah I mean there was no reason for the cop to look out the window although I do like that kill though when Michael just brushes him from the closet oh yeah yeah
0: you know it, it's yeah. it, again it's like it's very well executed from a directing and like shot yes. standpoint like yes um, but it's just so badly written like it, the lines I think it the lines are so bad like oh, it's the, terrible like that whole thing where he's, like head and field huh <laughs> a town where nothing ever happens. It's like god, that is so awful. Like I don't know what he yeah. had to say.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's just they they feel like they're in like a comic book. Yes, yeah. Again, like I said, every character is just stating what they're doing, why they're doing it. That's all this movie is. <laughs> There, yeah. There's nothing. There's nothing to think about when watching this movie,
0: and it's it's a symptom of the having too many characters thing. Because yes. again, you can't can't cook any of them. You can't sit with them. Right. Yeah. It. Yeah. You, you have to like the scenes that they have. They have to be. Extremely efficient, and efficient to them is just literally stating what they're thinking and feeling of what they want to do, like every scene, just because you yeah. don't have time to actually show a natural progression of
1: all that kind of stuff. And again, if I, I mean, you know. You know I don't like stupid movies, okay. Yes, yes. That's, that's I don't have a high tolerance for like Marvel movies, like uh. any of the new Star Wars, like major blockbusters, because I absolutely hate one of my biggest pet peeves is just movies explaining themselves to you. Yeah. And 2018 didn't really do that much other mm. than maybe their arcs, but in general. Yeah. You know? It wasn't like we're gonna kill Michael because he did this to our community and like every character is saying that every five minutes Mm -hmm. you know yeah and then laurie's daughter going my mother raised me in a hell because she was so traumatized because of what michael did to her and again that and that's my biggest okay that's my biggest flaw with kills for me that annoys me the most (laughs) is is it doesn't let you actually think or interpret anything and yeah that is my major problem with most blockbusters, and why I absolutely can't stand when you drag me to those shitty Marvel movies. <laughs> well, to be fair, I have not done that in a very long time.
0: Only <laughs> because you move states. <laughs> well, no. I mean, even like Black Adam, that's coming out no intention i in- inviting you guys
1: i was gonna take you to see black adam what are you talking about <laughs> were you actually you know me yeah i was, you know me i'm a i'm a big adam head yeah i know you love the rock so i love the rock i love black adam uh i, I love the dceu yeah i just love it um so oh, that's i'm kind of bummed now okay huh
0: <laughs> well i mean i'm doing it out of kindness too because i respect you as my friend so that's really what it is i'm not it's not like i'm like oh he doesn't like marvel movies no i i
1: actually i actually thank you for that okay Um, yeah i because i've i've never i remember seeing black panther with you guys and i don't think i've ever wanted to be out of a theater more (laughs) than watching that movie no yeah That, that one time i almost got you to go to um endgame um oh yeah th- i was... was so lucky one of our friends was like able to take the ticket yeah so i was like oh my god i would not have been able to sit through three hours of that shit that's what i, feel, I... felt like a piece of shit for trying to make you go so... it's okay no okay you know how many weird fucking art films i've pushed on you that i'm pretty sure you thought were okay but told me they were great <laughs> So, I mean, we're I, even. I like
0: most of the movies you show me. I'm not gonna lie, I I really do.
1: All right, well, we're even. <laughs> we settled that here publicly.
0: Yeah, so we did.
1: <laughs> I I've forgiven you of your sins. <laughs> okay, cool. But but to be, I will say though, I, I I greatly appreciate that you forced me out there because then when people like go, oh, you don't like Marvel because you just don't like things popular. It's like I got ammo. I've seen them. Oh yeah, you know? no. You've seen. I know him, yeah. why. Yeah, I know why. You idiot.
0: No, and um. that I think that comes from our. I feel like I'm not as opposed to kills. I think we vary just very slightly. Like I like it slightly more than you do. Like, and it, like I grew up my whole life reading comic books. Like as a five year old, yes. I read like fucking Iron I Man did comics. It. Yeah, so <laughs> that
1: and I read. I watched Adam Sandler movies growing up. Yeah, so like. I... Rewatched Halloween 1 over and over when I was a kid, so...
0: <laughs> yes, yeah. And I wasn't even allowed to. I wasn't even allowed to watch, um, Batman cartoons when I was a kid because they oh were too violent. Oh, my God.
1: Oh, my God. <laughs> Meanwhile, my mom was sitting me down. I was like... I think at one point, she rented all the Jaws for me. Really? And we just oh had a whole God. day of watching Jaws. Well, my grandma had a bunch of VHSs of all the old, like, black and white, um... Like I watched, I know Little Shop of Horrors all the time. I watched like the Ants movie with the big ants, like all those weird like B movie mm-hmm. horror movies I always watched when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. So I I was very exposed to violence. <laughs> <laughs> I was not. I remember do you um,
0: when Batman Begins came out. Mm-hmm. I remember my mom would not let me watch that. So and it, I remember I remember being in a mall and seeing it playing on a TV. And so I I couldn't even hear it, but I was so excited to watch it. I just ran up to the window and was just staring at it for like 10 minutes.
1: You're like those people in the 80s movies whenever something big happens in the news and there's an electronic store and there's all the TVs. (laughs) I didn't think that was real, but that's you.
0: Yeah, that's literally me. That's literally what I was. (laughs) Dude, I remember the only way we got away with watching like... um, Even PG-13 or our movies was my sister and I would secretly get them sent in the mail from Netflix. And we we would literally wake up in the middle of the night at 2 in the morning when everyone else was asleep. And we would watch them. And we would feel like so bad because we're doing something so like against
1: the rules. (laughs) Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. It's okay. I'm pretty sure I did that with like Family Guy. Did you really? Uh, Yeah. I remember like waking up, like staying up late to like watch family guy or some shit like that and then i remember i think i was like brave enough to like tell my dad that i was watching family guy and he was like oh i don't care <laughs> and then i just like started watching <laughs> south park oh okay <laughs> <laughs> so we had very different experiences oh god yeah apparently jeez. so we'll see um which one of us murders our first person in real life we'll see um <laughs> if it was because of the violent media i consumed i feel no i feel like i i,
0: I feel like i'm more likely just because you know i've all those um more repressed, repressed pent up yeah pent up rage you know could happen you never know dax could be careful you
1: could oh god <laughs> i'm just joking now, now whenever <laughs> we jumping. make any creative decisions about this show you're gonna be like hey remember <laughs> I wasn't exposed to violence until uh, in a later age in my life, you know, yeah. <laughs> See, anything could activate me. I saw the Joker and it changed me. <laughs> All right, let's kills. Let's just sum it up. Not great. Yeah, yeah we um, don't want
0: to talk about it anymore.
1: I don't want to talk. it. And I again, uh. and I found I know me personally, I get more fired up about a movie when I think it has the potential to be good. Just like I was talking, I feel like I was giving 2018 much harder. I think it's a good movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just when I see good potential, I hate when it's squandered, when it's crushed. Yeah. So it gets me more passionate right. about it. And that is kills for me. I think it's just such a big disappointment. And it doesn't leave me excited for ends. Yeah. Which, let's get into our predictions for ends. hmm Where I think... I remember we, we saw the leaks, so I'm trying to kind of keep those out of my prediction. <laughs> yeah. But I do think they're going to do something a little wacky. Yeah. Like I think that everything we've seen in the trailer is only going to be like the first 30 minutes of the movie. Like, I think that the big confrontation is going to happen in the beginning. Okay. I, I want to say, like, first act is the confrontation. Mm-hmm and then i think the rest of the movie is going to be some weird thing of like Lori recovering or something like that yeah that is my prediction and i'm going a little bit off of the leaks only because seeing all the dumb decisions they did in kills and how i think they've kind of owned it mm-hmm. and said oh well if you don't like this it means uh, you don't like kills and you're an <laughs> idiot yeah oh, okay um I, I can see them wanting to rattle even more cages and do something even more crazy. Yeah, and unconventional. So that's my kind of prediction. They're gonna do. Mm-hmm. But I think I I want what I want to happen is I want to see Michael's head explode. Yes. I, I want. Yeah. I want no way for I want Laurie to put a twelve gauge shotgun to the back of his head and pull the trigger. <laughs> I. I want Michael to be tied in a rope like Looney Tunes and Jamie Lee Curtis lights a big bundle of dynamite and like puts it in his hand and then runs away (laughs) and he explodes. Yes. And then it just cuts to the Halloween music and credits. You know, uh, I'm with you. Uh,
0: Michael, he has to be like, I want Laura to like disembowel him and like cut him apart
1: like Jeffrey Dahmer or something. Yeah, I want Michael dismembered. I want him to be like a deadite. (laughs) (laughs) where the only way to kill him is if you sever all the limbs and destroy everything else. Yes.
0: (laughs) No, yeah, I'm right there with you. I I will say I know more about this movie and why it's controversial because people are fucking posting spoilers, especially this past week on social media. And unfortunately, Mm. I've seen some of them. Yeah. Um, And then from what I know, just from watching the trailer and how there's something fishy going on with the way Michael looks in some shots where it doesn't seem like mm-hmm. it's actually him under the mask. Um, oh, no. oh, no. Yeah, so I... I, You know what? My thinking about it right now is let's... I'm going to give it a chance. If it's well executed, then great. I'll I'll like it because it's different. They've never done
1: something yeah, like that before. I'll give it a chance. I mean, look at my love for Halloween too, And it's barely like... You consider a Halloween movie. A lot yeah. of people don't even consider it. <laughs> yes. I love Halloween too. It's my favorite <laughs> next to the original. Right. Yeah. So I'm willing to give anything a chance.
0: Oh, yeah. I think that that's really where we're at. Like, I, I don't. Like, at the end of the day, I, I all I want from this movie is a satisfying end to Lori's arc with Michael. Um, yeah. I think that's really the whole point of doing these movies. If it's not satisfying, if Lori does not get what she needs to get to overcome this mental illness that she has. Like, why even make it? Like, what is the point? Like, it has Mm -hmm. to do that, at least for me. And if it ends up being a good movie, too, then great. Um, Because I think if this ends up being bad and kills, I also hate. So I think I could just disassociate enough in my head that the only two Halloween movies are the original and 2018 and then yeah. pretend that Michael died in that basement and burned alive
1: <laughs> I, I just want Laurie to love last lines is guess what Michael Halloween ends right as it hits like midnight <laughs> and then blast his face off and we get yeah. like scanners level gore. <laughs> that would not surprise me
0: because one of the lines that I don't like for 2018 is where Laurie calls him the shape
1: yeah she's like I see his shape the shape <laughs> yeah like it's
0: like what did you read the credits to the 1978 movie like how do you why do you call him that
1: <laughs> yeah there's so it. many callbacks like hey michael everyone's in for a good scare or whatever it's like fuck oh, you, awesome. bracket.
0: I, I almost hate that guy more than i hate tommy doyle honestly just because like he's like why why do i care that they brought back that sheriff from the original like yeah. and he's like old and fat and short now too, and his his acting is so bad. <laughs> it, it really is. I mean, I feel yeah. bad for saying that because the dude is so old. But like, it's like, why did you bring him back? That's all have those him characters there. are Don't annoying. give him a part. Right, get have him like a a, a cameo where he's old and retired, like. And it doesn't Why? matter
1: because all these legacy characters they brought back are dead now. So who gives a shit?
0: Right. That that's the one thing I'm really glad that they did was that they killed
1: off a lot of these annoying ass characters. So we don't have that's to what see Star them. Star Wars one. needs to do. Honestly, yeah. Hey, this new show with all your favorite characters, and then they just get blasted in the face. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you liked uh, you liked Babu Freak? Here he is, and then he just blows up. <laughs> someone steps on him. Yeah, someone steps on him, and then like. <laughs> A Shlorbo eats the Goo. A Shlorbo. <laughs> I don't know. It's probably an alien. You know a Shlorbo on planet
0: Gabagoo. Planet Gabagool. Gabagool. That's where Tony Soprano's from.
1: Yeah, that's the Tony Soprano planet. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, we we talked way too long about Tommy Doyle, so I'm calling it.
0: Yeah, yeah. We're done. <laughs> um, we're
1: we're excited for 20 for fuck What's this movie called? Ends. I keep Halloween calling. These, I keep calling kills ends and ends kills for some reason. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're, we're, we're excited. Uh, we're going to watch it together and record right after. So our opinions will be very fresh. Yes. So i uh, look forward. And then we're going to be ranking all of them um, in another video. So that will be a lot of fun. <laughs> uh, well, maybe not ranking, <laughs> but like a tier list. Yeah. Ranking would be boring because it would obviously be oh, I, huh, I wonder what the best one is. Huh? <laughs> you know, like, that's weird. What could be the best one?
0: Right. You know, is it going to be six? I oh, don't know. I think it's it'll nuts. be interesting because we're going to have to come to an agreement on one list. So, yeah. you know, yeah. well, I think I'm going to have to capitulate and compromise with Rob Zombie's Halloween 2. You, you are going to have to do a lot of compromising. <laughs> I'm going to tell you that right now. You're going to have to compromise a hell of a lot.
1: Yeah. <laughs> all right well that was our review of 2018 and kills um definitely go check out i mean if you haven't seen any of them and are looking forward to end at least watch 2018 because it's fine yeah Uh, and then sit through kills and try try to watch it (laughs) 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 and i want to preface if you like kills or 2018 like i'm not i'm not bashing these these are all personal preferences i think kills a lot of the choices come down to personal preference That that's what i've been reading in like the community too probably uh i don't know some stuff is really bad in that oh I, i'm not i'm not defending some stuff <laughs> i'm just trying to lessen our enemies because i know the kills fans are very
0: yeah. very ravage I feel like those same people, though, are the ones that want Michael to win. I'm not not really interested in talking to those people. (laughs) I'm just done with them. (laughs) If Michael is your role model, get help. Yes, if you want to unzip Michael's jumpsuit and suck his cock, we don't want to talk
1: to you. I mean, actually, I would want to talk to someone that sucked Michael's cock, but... (laughs) (laughs) Not about the franchise, more about Michael's penis. (laughs) Fair
0: enough. I I would want to know, too, just out of curiosity.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, now that we've had our penis conversation out of the way, let's end it here. So thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time.